HelloBeings.org. I'm your host, Neil Verma. Welcome to eBrandCast, where we decode what branding truly is so you can build a dominant e-com brand. Today, we're going to do a case study on steroids, meaning we won't just be looking at one e-com brand, but a handful of them. Because while in-depth case studies can be super helpful, it's also easy to get distracted by the unique details and coincidences that contributed to their success. At times, case studies can end up being demotivating. So by taking this approach, my hope is that we'll get enough detail that this info stays practical, but we stay on a high enough level that the commonalities among these e-com behemoths shines through. You know the stuff you can actually use? As you can imagine, we've got a lot to cover today, so let's get started. The past few years has seen a surge of innovative direct-to-consumer companies who have not only disrupted their respective industries, but are also fundamentally reshaping customer behavior and expectations. Although the temptation has always been to blame the wave of retail closures on the effectiveness of digital marketing, and there's also a tendency to assume that because e-com consumers are largely driven by the convenience of online shopping and the ability to quickly compare products, that branding itself is outdated. But when we look more closely at the mega success many e-com companies have achieved, branding has been essential. And with the reality of the pandemic settling in, it's actually only becoming more important for today's entrepreneurs. E-com behemoths have flourished precisely because they've adapted core branding troops to new digital tools. What has emerged are drastically different business models that are able to offer customer extra layers of convenience and ease that traditional retailers cannot. As many retailers have discovered, it's not the online channel itself that attracts consumers, but an overall better customer experience. In particular, direct-to-consumer e-com companies like Casper and Harry's have been best suited to pioneer this evolution of branding. Just as a refresher, direct-to-consumer companies manufacture and distribute their products directly to customers without needing retail stores or middlemen. First of all, This allows these companies to sell products at a lower cost than their non-D2C competitors. And without the high cost of having to maintain retail space and staff it, direct-to-consumer brands enjoy much lower barriers and costs to entering the market. This allows them to undercut traditional prices while still offering high-quality products. They also have a more agile infrastructure to grow quickly. But the major edge these direct-to-consumer companies have is because there is no middleman. And so because every customer interaction occurs online, these companies have a massive amount of data on their customers. So they understand their customers much better than even a traditional retailer would. It's this depth of insight that empowers them to create a better customer experience since they have a direct pulse on their customers' pain points and needs. Data also helps them more effectively reach out to their audience. They know where their audience is online and can craft more relevant, useful content which bonds them to the brand. Having complete ownership of the customer relationship means these direct-to-consumer brands are better equipped to create a total seamless customer experience. Branding has always been a strategy to better understand and serve customers. Whether we've been talking about a company like Coca-Cola who's been around since 1892 or Harry's whose website states they've been respecting the face and wallet since like right now. Brands don't just differentiate themselves from competitors with a logo, better design, or a better ad campaign. Branding is a process of transforming customer insight into products 
and an experience that's most relevant and meaningful. A unique brand experience can't be replicated, and it's a powerful draw to your brand for customers when that experience is crafted to meet their needs reliably. And as trust is driving purchase decisions online, particularly now. Instead of making branding obsolete, if the success of e-com giants has taught us anything, is that branding has simply evolved. And companies that can't or won't keep up will sink whether they're a traditional retail company or an e-com startup. So I want to take a closer look at a few of the key strategies that have propelled these e-com leaders to be household names and the brand strategies that underlines them. All of today's major e-com brands, companies like Casper, BarkBox, Warby Parker, Dollar Shape Club, Bonobos, and Everlane are intentionally designed to deliver an exceptional customer experience. It starts with the basic insight that the essential advantage e-com has over brick-and-mortar retail is convenience. What modern e-com brands are doing is taking that ability to shop 24-7 on any device and amplifying ease. Simplicity is a modern mantra for e-com branding. One of the reasons Amazon was able to secure early dominance over the retail counterparts was their ability to sell millions of items. For traditional retailers, shelf space is a precious resource. They're simply limited in what they can sell by the physical space available in the store. Even a large chain bookstore like Barnes & Noble can only carry so many titles. This means that carrying the most popular items in large quantities becomes the most financial sense. Amazon captured a lot of the market share with their ability to offer customers a range of titles bookstores consider too niche to carry. And since their inception as a bookstore, Amazon has only continued to expand their offering to every conceivable consumer product. More than 1.3 million new products are listed on Amazon every day. Another early e-com success story, eBay, followed a similar philosophy. By offering consumers a platform to auction and sell their stuff, they quickly became a go-to source for hard-to-find collectibles and hidden gems. Their tagline in the early 2000s was even, you'll find it on eBay. But more recent e-com success hasn't followed the same mold. In fact, most of the bigger e-com companies offer minimalist product lines. For instance, Casper started out by only selling a single mattress model and Bonomos only had one style of pants. The fact is, although having a dizzying array of products used to appeal to customers, it doesn't hold the same draw anymore. Modern e-com brands have recognized the decision fatigue that's setting in among customers. Tess Brigham, a psychotherapist whose client base is mostly millennials, explained in a recent CNBC article that the most common complaint that she hears is, I have too many choices and I can't decide what to do. What if I make the wrong choice? Now, obviously, the patients in our office are talking more about big life choices like career path and life partner, but FOMO, fear of missing out, is a pervasive cultural experience which filters all the way down to the everyday purchase decisions that we make. And decision fatigue is a recognized psychological phenomenon which explains that we only have the energy to make certain amount of decisions before the quality of our decisions begins to suffer. Having endless options has become a feature of modern life and not necessarily a helpful one. By offering a bottom-line product selection, the biggest brands today are redefining what convenience means for e-commerce. Now, it's not just about shopping anytime, but eliminating the burden of having to research product after product in order to reach a decision. A simple product line means an easier decision that doesn't need to be second-guessed. And not needing to wade through options has become 
a luxury. When a brand offers no or very few options, it sends a reassuring message to customer that it's because this one product is all that you need. Casper took this insight and ran with it. Its co-founder, Neil Parrick, being the son of a doctor who specialized in sleep, was well aware that the traditional mattress industry is a racket. Products were overpriced and overly complex. Most mattress companies create models based on what kind of sleeper you are, whether you sleep on your side, your back, and so on. And then there's a long list of potential materials, inner spring, memory foam, latex, hybrid, air, foam, and futon. Dealing with salespeople is often frustrating, and the same mattress models are often sold to different suppliers under a different name, which not even the salespeople can keep track of. So if you find a mattress model in one store you like, you might not find it in another store because it has a different name, even though it's exact same model. Casper threw all of this out. They realized that most people shift positions during the night, and needing a mattress tailored to the kind of sleeper you are is largely a myth. They then chose foam and latex because they are the two most popular mattress materials and combined them into a single model that would be perfect for most consumers. Their gamble was that by serving the needs of the largest market, they could offer a single mattress to simplify the selection process and also streamline their business cost. All of which would make up for the customers that lose who may have other preferences. With one mattress model and as a direct-to-consumer company, they can also offer that mattress at a much lower price than a traditional store. Not to mention, they have a drastically simpler delivery process. By fitting the mattress into a box UPS can handle or that's easily carried up flights of stairs, it's not surprising that they reached a million dollars in sales within the first month. But profitability has certainly been an issue for them. BarkBox, a brand that sells a subscription box for dogs that sends new toys, accessories, and treats every month, has also benefited from convenience as simplicity. First, they narrowed their customer base from pet owners to dog lovers, which is still a huge market. Its founder, Matt Meeker, saw an opportunity when he realized that not only were millennials now the largest market, but they were more likely than previous generations to see pets as family members. With birth rates at an all-time low, pets now have a more important place in the family, and 92% of millennial pet owners buy their pet gifts. However, big box pet stores have a huge selection of toys and treats, and you probably don't know if your dog will like any before you buy them. To counter this overwhelm, Mika created the Bark Box as a kind of a monthly sampler. If your dog doesn't like something, you'll get a new batch next month. And Bark Box has positioned the surprise of what's in the box like getting a gift. Mika explains that he saw in his customers a desire for the right options, not just more of them. It seems to be working too because they have 600,000 subscribers and a 95% retention rate. Third example of a huge e-com brand who's excelling with a simple product line is Allbirds. Its co-founder Tim Brown explains that one of the reasons he created the brand was because he found it was impossible to buy a very simple sneaker that wasn't adorned with branding. Nike, for instance, sells hundreds of different shoes their product lines under 13 activity-based categories, 6 brand-based categories, 10 icon-based categories, and 12 sport-based categories. Of course, each line has a broad selection of styles and different features as well. Allbirds stripped the sneaker back to its basics. They started with the shape, look, and feel of a standard sneaker and stuck with an unbranded design. 
Their first big market was in Silicon Valley, whose residents are quasi-obsessed with hacking their lives for optimal productivity, so they're well aware of decision fatigue. Many of them thus wear what amounts to a uniform every day to save their mental strength for their intellectually demanding jobs. The unbranded simple sneaker was a natural fit for this audience, and it grew from there. Today, Allbirds is valued at $1.6 billion. This strategy to simplify the product line wasn't developed in a vacuum. It came from a recognition of changing customer needs. In the early days of e-commerce, having a vast array of options was a distinct advantage, but today it has lost its novelty. With such a simple product lineup, despite having huge brands, these e-com companies have stayed agile. Especially early on, this simplicity allowed brands to quickly and easily respond to customer feedback and requests. If needed, they can also improve and iterate their products quickly without having to burn and rebuild a complex inventory. And a simple product line has resonated with customers because these e-com brands have expanded simplicity to be a full brand strategy. Simplicity is found everywhere, from the very design of the products to the business model to the customer experience. By cutting out all the middlemen of traditional retail, this simple model has helped these brands focus on the quality of their products as well as the quality of the whole experience. For the customer, the ease of a simpler experience that doesn't require choosing is a draw on its own. These huge e-com brands have done this with good enough products. The mistake many entrepreneurs make is that they see the opportunity of the direct-to-consumer model as finding a way to offer a commodity product at an undercut price. That the ability of these brands to disrupt their industries has come from offering better value. But as I hope you're beginning to appreciate, it's an ethos of end-to-end simplicity that these brands are selling on. It's an approach to selection, purchase, and customer service that elevates the brand above the value of the product itself. Branding not only aligns all of these elements into a clear identity, it's a process that helps you clearly communicate this to consumers so they know the experience to expect when buying from your brand. Casper has improved the full customer experience by going against the assumptions of the mattress industry. Due to the nature of the product, there are over 9,000 mattress stores across the U.S. Before Casper's revolution, customers thought of mattresses as an item that you needed to see and try in person before purchasing. And there are so many individual stores because such a bulky product is harder to distribute to customers. So proximity to customers is key. In addition, Casper's group of co-founders lived in a walk-up apartment at the time and were all too familiar with the headache of trying to get a queen-sized mattress up several flights of narrow stairs. The idea to deliver the mattress in a shippable box was key to freeing Casper from the need of expensive retail space, salespeople, and a network of warehouses. In fact, in New York City and LA, Casper is partnered with on-demand delivery services like Postmates and Stewart, so customers in these areas can order and receive their mattresses within hours. Finally, Casper solved another sore point of the traditional market by giving customers a 100-night trial and free returns. Prior to this innovation, most mattresses either couldn't be returned at all or brands required a restocking fee that was often hundreds of dollars. Not only did this help Casper stand apart from the rest of the mattress industry, it relieved most customers' reservations about buying a mattress online instead of in-store. With this new approach, Casper helps customers avoid the anxiety and frustration of the traditional mattress buying experience, and they increase the level of ease with buying a mattress online. Warby Parker has also taken a traditionally in-store product online 
and has been able to massively improve on the customer experience in the process. When the first launched, Warby Parker knew that most customers try on multiple trains before making their selection. They like to pick up and feel several options before making their choice. In order to lower the barrier to buying trains online, Warby Parker pioneered try-before-you-buy model that sent customers five pairs of their choice from which to choose from. Today, Warby Parker continues to build on this ease with innovative technology. For instance, customers can now virtually try on frames with augmented reality and their webcam. For any pair of glasses on the website, customers can see a live image of themselves captured by the webcam wearing the selected frames. It's a way to simulate the experience of trying on frames in the mirror. Until recently, one advantage the traditional retail model had over Warby Parker is that most customers buy their frames in their optometrist office. It has always been easier to get their eyes examined and with prescription in hand buy frames at the same time. For a lot of customers, even though this way is more pricey, it's easier than saving the prescription, ordering options online, and then having to return any frames that you don't like. Recently, Warby Parker has partnered with Prescription Check, an app that tests the user's eyesight and sends the results to a doctor who makes a recommendation. These results can then be automatically set to be filled to any frame the customer chooses on their website. And importantly, this was an innovation driven by customer feedback. Warby Parker knew that the hassle of having to book and visit a doctor's office for an eye exam was one of the top complaints customers had. So being able to totally reshape this experience has ensured they've kept customers coming back to their online store. Another successful e-com brand that has been able to revolutionize the ease of using the product is Soylent, a company that sells meal replacement drinks. The backbone of their success has been an exceptionally strong community of passionate and engaged consumers around the brand. Tapping into these relationships has sped up their ability to improve the product, making audience participation one of the core experiences of the brand. The product began as a biohacking experiment by Soylent's founder, Rob Reinhardt, which he detailed on his popular blog. He provided a list of ingredients and described the process of making it, allowing readers to tweak the recipe for themselves. Once the concept caught on, Soylent started selling the product but retained their open source ethos. The brand has a vibrant online community of customers on Reddit who share their own recipes and hacks. Customers are free to order from Soylent's site or download a recipe to make themselves, whether or not they participate in the community. But it allows for an intense amount of personalization and an easy experience precisely because the brand is so supportive of the community and actively participates. So far, we've covered how today's e-com success stories have managed to triumph over the traditional competition using better consumer data, a closer customer relationship, and a better appreciation of the value of a great experience. But they've also leveraged the unique tools of e-com to outmaneuver the rest of the market. One of the major advantages that traditional retail brands have had over e-com startups is name recognition and a marketing war chest. And it has also seemed to be a given that in huge markets like the mattress or pet industry, a few names dominate and they're hard to push off their perch. In other words, Ecom direct-to-consumer brands have learned the importance of quickly and widely gaining customer mindshare, but have had to do it with fewer resources. Casper quickly understood the need to take an unconventional approach. Realizing that most mattress heavyweights like Serta and Tempopudic were headquartered in places like Illinois and Kentucky, Casper decided to launch by targeting two major centers, NYC and LA. 
They figured these cities were the country's cultural centers, and if they could catch on there, the rest of the market would follow. Tailoring their message for these cities, Casper framed their brand and mattress as trendy and, above all, urban. This was an image certainly helped by the fact that being shipped in a box makes the buying process a lot more conducive to urban living. In LA particularly, Casper focused mostly on getting influencers on board. After they got an Instagram picture from Kylie Jenner with the Casper box, which got 800,000 likes, their mattress sales doubled. By turning such a boring product into something cool and desirable, Casper was able to build virality into a mattress and capture wide mindshare. They then invested heavily in SEO to secure higher search ratings, but the real innovation here was designing thousands of source-specific landing pages, one for every keyword they can think of. Not only does this approach give individuals a more personal and relevant ad result, it helps Casper be seen by the highest number of customers possible. BarkBox, meanwhile, noticed a trend among their early adopters to post videos of themselves and their dogs opening their monthly box, fitting into the YouTube unboxing trend. BarkBox realized that many of their customers were keen to show off their dog online and created a strategy to encourage this kind of social sharing to boost brand awareness. They did this by redesigning the box to feature large BarkBox logos. They also made sure each box feels special by creating monthly themes that connect everything in the box and upscale their packaging. BarkBox has turned opening their box into an art by further encouraging customers to post content with the referral program, coupon codes, and hashtags. Unlike traditional retailers, native e-com companies have a more natural grasp of the dynamics and trends online. And so their ability to gain mind and market share with the fewer resources isn't the disadvantages many traditional retailers assumed it would be. BarkBox is a great example of this because aside from leveraging user-generated content to generate brand awareness, they also hired a team of comedy writers and actors to form an internal ad agency. This team focuses on creating funny content that often leverages memes. For example, one of the brand's turning points came during the 2017 Super Bowl, where this team shared a video of dogs that looked like Tom Brady. It got 2 million views and was shared more than 15,000 times. The post even outperformed social posts by Petco. Realizing the growing trend of Instagram dogs, BarkBox has extended their internet-savvy approach to include forming relationships with these online stars. Despite their small start, BarkBox has transformed themselves into an e-com behemoth partly by positioning themselves as an entertainment company. What all the e-com success stories have in common is that they've managed to leverage better customer data and tech tools to create new kinds of value. Whether it's a simpler product selection process, easier delivery, making products easier to use and customize, or better customer service. Not only is the overall customer experience better, more relevant, and often more personal with e-com direct-to-consumer brands, they've also been able to achieve viral growth by positioning social referrals and shares as a core part of their product experience. By leveraging their deep understanding of the customers, these brands are mainstay in their customers' lives for whom there is no alternative. It hasn't been by abandoning branding, but combining with the unique tools of e-com that these brands have skyrocketed to be household names. You've been listening to eBrand Cast, where we decode what branding truly is so you can build a dominant e-com brand. If you got anything useful from today's episode, let the world know by leaving us a review. 
It would mean a lot to us as our podcast is still new and your reviews will help grow our audience and keep us going. But more importantly, your feedback also allows us to improve the podcast and make sure we're delivering the information that you need. And hey, if you're on the fence about posting a review, as a thank you to everyone who does, we're offering everyone who leaves us a review free lifetime access to the 7C Canvas platform. It's an online tool that allows you to fill out, save, and share as many versions of the 7C Canvas as you can come up with. What's the 7C Canvas? It's the ultimate one-pager building block technique to creating an e-com brand strategy. It accompanies our flagship 7C method and is the perfect companion for our book, Checkout. Getting access is an easy three-step process. First, post a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars is always welcome. Second, take a screenshot of your review. And finally, email your screenshot to reviews at ebrandbuilders.com and we'll reply back with instructions to access the new home of your brand strategy. Want to hear more episodes of eBrandCast? You'll find all our past shows at ebrandcast.com and subscribe to make sure you're the first one to hear about our new episodes. Thank you again for tuning in. See you in the next one. Bye for now. 